Welcome to the Todd Z Zcast, everybody. My name is Todd Zalkins, recorded live here in Long Beach, California, where we talk about a little bit of everything, a little bit of recovery, a little bit of this, that, and the other. Some things relevant and highly irrelevant. We're here to share with you what's really going on. Well, good morning to everybody in the West Coast and to people who are further, further from the West Coast. I'm actually on East Coast time right now. Good morning. This is the Z-Man podcast. I'm your host, Todd Zalkins. And I am here at Kent State University. I got two new friends here. I got Jess Easterling with me. Hello. And Michael Harhager. Hello. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, going, oh geez, like this is this is being filmed now. The, the whole mood just changed. They, they thought that I was just going to be recorded, right? <laughs> right at first, we thought it was just going to be a podcast. Now that it's Facebook Live, we're we're a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining for, for joining the show, and, and uh, I'm going to come to you guys in just a second. I'm going to talk about our sponsors for a quick sec. Great. And uh, first and foremost, first off, we have this program is brought to you by As High As I Am. As High As I Am is the finest surfwear store and and surf utilities provider in all of Central California. They're located in Morro Bay. Go hit up my boy Michael Lapaca Jones and he'll give you a 2 to 7% off of a t-shirt in the event that he's in a decent mood. And if you really, really upset him, he may throw some surf wax at you and a free bar to boot because he hit you. So, go to as high as I am, Morro Bay, California. It's the finest surf brand in all the Central Coast. Now, next up, it's also brought to you by the Knoll Family Foundation. Really quick for you guys who don't know about the Knoll Family Foundation, we're making the first ever treatment center that is dedicated to helping out musicians who are addicted to opiates. Please support us at the thenollfamilyfoundation.org and hit up Kelly Knoll for one of these fine Bradley's House t-shirts, artwork done by the legendary Opie Ortiz from the Sublime, all the Sublime catalog, 40 Ounce of Freedom, The Sun, all that stuff. Order a Bradley's House T-shirt, and by the way, it's a full nonprofit. All all uh, donations are tax deductible. So uh, this program is also brought to you by our friends at Roots Through Recovery, one of the finest treatment centers that I know of here in Long Beach, and they are an extended care facility for addiction and mental health. Give Roots Through Recovery a call at area code five six two four seven three zero eight two seven. Roots Through Recovery, love, connect inspire and thrive today's guests we have jess easterling and michael harhager you guys thank you for coming on the show thanks for having us i'm excited to be here i i, I think michael's very upset with me i don't blame him <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame him at all he's, he's like this guy is such a rookie he has no idea what he's doing and you're right i don't I, i'm relatively decent at sitting here and asking you guys a couple of questions which, which we're going to do right now Michael's got an appointment he's got to get off to. We're going to start with him first. And Michael is a representative of the Akron CRC. And, he, and he, can you tell people what the Akron CRC is? Sure. So uh, first of all, I appreciate you having us out here today. Uh, this is really awesome. Um, so the Akron, uh, it's the collegiate recovery community. And it's, this isn't a, a new concept, but it, it's a, a recovery group. Um, for students that are already involved in recovery or seeking um, recovery services uh, during their college years. And um, I was approached by a a faculty member when I was at the university and uh, he had kind of told me about this concept and what was going on with it. And uh, for myself, uh, my addiction uh, started uh, when I started college. Uh, So that's kind of when I first started learning how to party and um, 
I never realized that there, there this wasn't around, you know, when I was in school. Um, so when I finally got sobered up and, and got enrolled back in school and I found out about this, uh, you know, I was just on board 100% to get this going. That is, you know, these CRC things that are happening at over 170 colleges totally inspire me because I can't imagine um, trying to stay sober as a young person without, without outreach, without people that are around here to kind of help. I mean, how, how helpful has this been to students who are either new in recovery or just thriving in their recovery to have that sober community uh, on campus? Well, uh, for us, it's, we're still pretty new uh, at this, at the University of Akron. So this was our first semester that we've actually been recognized as a student organization. So um, we've ran into a lot of challenges, um, just as far as, you know, a lot of these people they're early in their addiction, so a lot of them haven't even realized yet um, mm-hmm. kind of the path that they're heading down. But, um, you know, we've got just an enormous amount of support. You know, Akron's uh, home to AA, um, which is a, a worldwide organization, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and we are just uh, resourced with, uh, you know, treatment centers. And um, so it, it's something that it's exciting that we're going to be able to start offering the students. And um, and are you finding are, are you finding as a resource you know for at Akron University? Are you finding other people coming who are, who are new going? Hey, what is this about? What what you, what's going on here? Is is the word getting out? Uh, the word's definitely getting out, and um, you know a, a lot of the people that are you know in the community they know you know well, this is awesome we know exactly what you guys are trying to accomplish here they're on board with us they want to support us um, and um, you know we're starting to even see now too a lot of the students are really starting to ask questions you know oh, like recovery group you know what is addiction mm-hmm. um, so really just starting to kind of educate them um, and then we're even starting to make our way into the classrooms now. Mm-hmm. Um, so faculty are inviting us into the classroom to start telling our testimonies. Um, we're starting to create um, support groups so students that you know maybe get caught you know drinking on campus, um, they now have a support group that they can go to. And you know one of the great things that I've started to see is that we have a great group of people that. Um, have years of experience in the recovery field. Yeah. So, you know, we're able to just kind of come alongside these people and, um, you know, just kind of tell them our story. And, you know, we've all been down that road of going through what they have. Yeah, these these programs, these CRC programs, weren't uh, certainly weren't around when I was fumbling my, uh, attempting to try to go to college in the 80s. <laughs> and I wasn't ready to surrender anyways. And, and so really quick, can we, you know, you're a sober guy. How long have you been sober for, if you don't mind my asking? So uh, I've been sober now just over three and a half years. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, wow. And like I said, they didn't have the, the CRC when I was at Akron. So um, for me, this is kind of a near and dear program because for me, this is kind of where everything started getting started for me um, in my addiction. And now to be able to kind of come along and maybe help somebody that's struggling with some of the same things that I did. Um, that's just, uh, that's kind of what it's all about. You know, being, being, being a young dude in college, man, and I'm so, I'm thrilled to hear about your recovery and Jess, yours too, both of you. To be sober at a young age like this and to be looking 
you know, to be in an environment, let's face it, in college, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, a lot of stuff that involves drinking and, and all of the above. How are you, um, it, it looks to me like you're thriving, you know, despite, you know, you share with me off camera, there's got some personal stuff going on and you're walking through it sober, most importantly, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you see college uh, as a sober guy? Like, like, like what, what do you see with the environment and all of its insanity? Are you like, man, I'm glad I'm not doing that? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a totally different experience now. Uh, so I'm going back to school for my master's. Um, which is something that I never thought that I would ever mm. go back to school. Um, That's awesome. And that was 12 years out of school, heavy drug use, and then jumping right back into the mix. Uh, it felt like I got hit with a fire hose uh, <laughs> my first semester. I was like, I'm not going to make it. You're tripping out like newly sober, like what the heck? Yeah, you yeah. know, but it, what was really awesome was when you look around campus and you see a lot of these kids that are sober and they're taking advantage of all of the programs and activities and stuff that's on campus, you think, wow, like this is, this is what the college experience is all about. Yeah. And I missed out on a lot of that stuff because, you know, I was off campus at the bars and now just seeing this whole experience and what it's all about, um, it, it, it brings a whole new perspective of college. Do, uh, do you spend most of your time with sober people? I mean, I, I'm assuming that you're not like in a bar till 2 a.m. every night. <laughs> are you? I am not, no. Um, those days are long gone. Uh, so I have a pretty healthy uh, support network that's around me of people. Um, I also work with uh, the homeless population. Um, so that's kind of a way, uh, getting sober, I just really fell in love uh, with that population. With service work. With service work, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my way of being able to give back. Um, that's freaking outstanding, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig it. So it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really challenging some days because, you know, we're seeing a lot of people that are struggling um, with a lot of the stuff that we came through. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's awesome work. I, I, this is a question for both of you because I want you bo both to be engaged in this question. That is, I know that in this state, it's a hotbed, an absolute hotbed for addiction. Are you just seeing people and hearing about people just dropping like flies? Yeah. And I don't mean that in a smart-ass way. I mean just, I, how else do you put it? People are dying all the time yeah. with the ramp-up of the fentanyl use and the heroin and stuff like that. Jess, you want to comment on that first? Um, yeah, so it's devastating. Um, I've lost best friends, four at least, close, close, close friends. Someone who was like a sister of me, a sister to me, died just last year. Um, it's actually kind of inspired me, kind of inspired me to work more on recovery, um, to really get active. And, you know, now I work as a peer specialist and stuff like that. We are we have lost people at alarming rates. Um, I I don't know what the toll is now. I know it's actually kind of going down now that we've really kind of amped up some of our inter interventions and our treatment. We've got more treatment available and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been devastating. Um, it, for a while there, it was like a, a person a month we were hearing about wow. dying. Yeah, just it, and this is a really small community. Yeah. So everyone knows you know this person. Um, so for me, it's been just heartbreaking there's no doubt about th that it's heartbreaking and I think in time we you know I hate to say this but I have a little bit thick skin this disease pisses me off yeah you know and 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 uh, Michael has that been your experience too as far as 
you just hear about people that you dig and people that you enjoy are are passing away from this. Absolutely, and it, it's it does seem like it, it's every day you're hearing stories, and it's it's heartbreaking sometimes when you just see people every day that are just you know they're struggling with addiction. Um, you know, we're seeing all kinds of stuff um, that people are just you know, methamphetamine use seems like it's on the uprise around mm-hmm. here. The heroin overdoses, um, and, and just seeing the, these souls that are just walking around and they're just so lost and just so broken, um, it, it's it's devastating some days. And it doesn't take long for the progression with with the serious nature of 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 these drugs. It doesn't take long for people to either. Well, hopefully they hit a bottom and want help, or they don't hit a bottom at all. It's it's six feet below, right? That's mm-hmm. the bottom sometimes. That's what. It Oftentimes. Is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what keeps that's what keeps me, you know, in the beginning especially. I don't want to die, and everybody I know is dying. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to pick up again because that that one time I pick up could be the last time I breathe. Do you know what I mean? Totally. In in. This is this is for both of you guys as well, because you're both sober and living differently, and and I can tell you're you're thriving. I dig it when I see people thriving in in their lives because of recovery. Um, have you been able to be an example for maybe people that uh, people that you knew? They're like you know what, man, I I got to do something different. Has has that happened for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sure has. Yeah. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> and, and that actually that's like what I do in my life. So as a peer recovery specialist, um, what that means is I'm someone with lived experience who works one-on-one with people who are struggling in early recovery or people who are in early recovery. Um, so as a peer specialist, I guide people on that path. Um, I model pro-social behavior. I show them what can happen, how successful you can be, if you follow that path of recovery, um, and actually we're working on developing a peer center, um, which kind of develops leadership in the oh, recovery cool. community. So it's like a co- consumer operated like a mentorship type yeah. situation where yeah. people can be uh, encouraged and, and 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 help with a little bit of compass, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, and then we, we we hold social events tomorrow. We're having or Saturday. We're having a scavenger hunt. Um, I so, want to come to the scavenger. Yeah, what, please what, come. What are we scavenging for? Um, it's on the nature trails, so it's a nature-based scavenger hunt. So we, like Easter eggs and stuff like that? Not Easter eggs. We will have a few collegiate recovery hawks, uh, ro- hawks, rocks <laughs> hidden, hawks ridden, rocks hidden, um, but mostly like nature stuff, like a, a dragonfly, a certain type of flower, and you got to take a selfie with it, and the first person to get the full list is... The prize winner. I, I hate to say this, but I swear I don't know how to take a selfie. You you lie. I've never taken one. Well, the te- there's swear two- to God, <laughs> I, you, you can go through my. Fa- there's not one selfie. Are you serious? Swear to God. Well, I can it show just you seems how to so take self a serving. <laughs> well, this is. But you this- know, if you teach me, maybe I'll scavenge hunt with you guys. I'll bring my shovel and my pick, yes. and I'll start final. Do I get packs? Of, are there packs of gum hidden too? Like candy bars? <laughs> no packs of gum or candy bars. Just things in nature that you can find naturally. Oh, it's all on the nature trails. stuff. Nature so nothing stuff. toxic with sugar. <laughs> no, Michael, no toxic sugar. <laughs> Michael, you gonna come? Um, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> that's a no. Yeah, that's, See, he's not that. coming. He's he, not was, coming. Was kinda, <laughs> it, that was somewhat reassuring. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. But I'm looking at him like he's doing something. Good. Yeah, he's got something. He, he, better he's going doing on. something. Something's gonna be happening that in his world that's gonna be rocking. Well, um, you know there are teams, <laughs> so you can have a team help you with your selfies, 
It's teams of three to five. I, I, I what, I'm just going to bring my. Can I bring an axe? Like what? <laughs> what do you have to bring? You can bring an axe if you want, but I'm not sure how well that's going to go. But over. You got to get through all the crap to scavenge hunt, right? Right, right. Nah, it's the, the nature trails are pretty well laid out, so it's pretty easy to find certain types of plants and certain <laughs> flowers and such. Well, here's the good news: because I'm no longer loaded, I, like if I say I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. That isn't that beautiful? isn't that you guys showing up for life? Let's talk about that for a quick second. Are you okay on time, by the way, Michael? Look at the time. I got about five more minutes. If you don't mind my asking, is it super important that you leave us? Um, it is. Are you positive? I'm positive. Let me ask another question. Are you comfortable right now? I am. Am I making you uncomfortable? No. <laughs> see, you see, we're all getting along perfectly right here. So Michael is comfortable. I'm just thinking about that axe. The axe and is I'm glad that you're scary. sober because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to your local hardware hardware store. Yeah, I'm gonna get all sorts of big machinery. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have like a cart with me, and, and you guys are gonna teach me how to take self selfies while I scavenge hunt. If you leave the axe down below, then we'll help you with your selfies. Okay, <laughs> I will treat the, I will treat the area with total respect and kindness. <laughs> Michael's got to get got to get out of here in a second. Now you're coming tonight, right? I will be here tonight. What are you doing tonight? Uh, what, what, what's am, going on tonight? So there's going to be a filming of the the long way back uh, film uh, here at Kent State. So super excited uh, to watch this film and just to be able to see. I think this is going to generate just a, an awesome crowd of people, too, that I know are excited to see it. So I'm stoked that you're coming out, and I, and I know that Jess is coming, too, and, um, you know, I'm fired up that you guys are bringing a bunch of people, too. You know, yeah. I, it, it should be a good showing tonight for the screening of the film at 6.30 p.m. And what's the event center it's located at? Kiva. It's called Kiva. It sounds <laughs> like a sweetener. Kiva. <laughs> you come to Kiva... We're at KIVA? Yeah, KIVA. KIVA uh, Event Center or Auditorium. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm stoked that you're going to be showing up later, uh, Michael. And I'm I'm really, really thrilled about your recovery and the outreach that you're doing to help people who who don't have a place to live, don't have a place to go, and are hungry. I think that is, uh, that's as good as it gets, man. And it's a pleasure to know you. You can say something. (laughs) (laughs) You can give a, see... Because we're buddies now, right. you can give a parting shot. You can even insult me if you wish. No, I'm not going to insult you. So, you know, I really appreciate you uh, coming out here today. Um, this is awesome. I think it's awesome what you're doing um, in the United States and, and just the support you got. So I'm really looking forward to tonight, and I appreciate you having me out here. Likewise. And one more question for you, Michael. If, if someone is at Akron University and they're struggling and they need some help, how do they get a hold of you guys? Um, so right now we have a meetings on Friday night um, from 6.30 to 7.30 uh, in the Student Union. Um, they can also find us on Facebook, uh, Ruzen Recovery. Uh, University of Akron has a kangaroo, uh, so the Ruzen Recovery. They can find us on that page and they can message us and then one of us will follow up with them um, and come out and meet with them. That's outstanding. So if you're struggling you're in the Akron area and you're going to school there, there's resources to help get you back on track. And we got a, we have great sober examples right here for people who, who need a little bit of help and a helping hand. So, Michael, keep doing what you're doing, man. I know that you got a split, but I'm going to see you tonight. Absolutely. Right? I'm I looking forward either. to it, man. <laughs> get over here. Thanks for being here, brother. All right, man. Thank All right, you. I'm looking forward to it. Bye, right, Michael. See, <laughs> see you tonight, hon. See you, world. <laughs> Our next guest. <laughs> Take it easy, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're talking to Michael there for a little bit, and we have Jess Easterling here who is with Kent State University, correct? Um, yes, I'm with Kent State University, among others. <laughs> among others. Yes. So she gets around a little bit in the college community. And you know, you had mentioned that you're involved in a peer program. Is it, for ju- is it just for people who are in recovery? Um, yeah, it's for people who are in substance uh, use, substance abuse recovery. Um, I prefer substance use disorder. Um, so I work as a peer recovery specialist for our local nonprofit family and community services. Um, and then I'm also developing a peer center, which is kind of like a dry club plus, plus, plus with programming, um, yoga, etc., which is in the development stages right now. Um, so peer support basically is I, I, I have a long-term, you know, recovery. I kind of model pro-social behaviors. I help people get to meetings. I help people get those phone numbers. I mm-hmm. help people find treatment. Um, people hit me up on Facebook. People find me. You know, I have a lot of people who reach out to me and say, hey, Jess. How does know. someone find you on Facebook? So Jessica Easterling <laughs> is my Facebook page. But also we have a group called Portage Recovery Community. Um, a lot of people join that first and then message me through Portage Recovery Community. Um, but I, I'm a pretty um, heavy presence on Facebook, so, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to find me. That's awesome. And it's I pre- Jessica with a K. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's Jessica with a K, everybody. And we spell her last name Easterling, like the holiday Easter Ling. <laughs> Add a Ling to it, L-I-N-G. Um, yeah. You know, we were talking before the show got started about your own journey, mm-hmm. and if, and I'm happy for you and, and really uh, proud of you for your own recovery. Thank you. And I think that you said that you're three and a half years sober? Three and a half years sober. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and it sounds, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned, you know, I didn't want to die. I don't want to die. Right. Was there a moment that you had, you know, during your active using, you're like, okay, this is it. Uh, oh yeah. Can, oh can, yeah. Can you can you talk about that for a sec? So yeah. Um. So you know, I participated in active addiction for many many years, and for a long time, you know, multiple drugs of choice. Um. But then when heroin got me, it got me good. You know, and I was I, my life was miserable as a nightmare. Um. You know, I lived every day. Oh, surrounded by it. all I wanted was here all I cared about was heroin it almost made it easy in a way because all I needed to care about is you know sh- shooting up my heroin you know yeah. um, but it was absolutely miserable and I was unhappy all the time and sick you know what I mean was there you know can you relate to this one I thought that when I took my first hardcore opiate, that I was like, this is exactly how God and Jesus Christ want me to feel forever. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is it. I've this arrived. Is, I've arrived, yes. And then, did, did you find in time, though, that it's like, no, it's not it was doing miserable. the job anymore. No, absolutely. <laughs> and you build up a tolerance really, relatively quickly, and then you're physically dependent. And I got to the point where my life was a nightmare, mm. um, and uh, it was actually the night before I was raided by the DEA. So I've been to prison twice. Um, you know, just to kind of this share is good. a little. This is good. Keep going. Yes, yeah, so just share a little bit about my journey. Yeah. Um. So you know, addiction, active addiction, took me to some pretty dark places. Sure. Um. And so the night before we were raided, my ex boyfriend and I were raided. Um. You know, I was, and then for a while, I, I had those moments where I was done. I did not want this life anymore. Yeah. You know, I was. Um, having panic attacks when I was shooting up 
Um, and I'm relatively certain that's what saved my life because like fight or flight kicked in yeah. because my respiratory system was show, throw, sh- slowing down so much. So like basically what was happening was I would shoot up and my, you know my heart would start racing and stuff like that. Literally, I think because fight or flight was saving me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it, it just got to the point where it was miserable. And that last night, um, I got you know I thought if I left my boyfriend because he kind of had introduced me to shooting up and and got uh, kind of you know, didn't get me into. I made my own decisions, but you know what I mean. Hey, honey, before we have pop tarts, <laughs> check this out. I want to show you something else we're going to have with breakfast. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is that? Right. Well, it's. <laughs> It starts with an H. It, let me right. let me ask you: when relationships, when <laughs> when you're when you're in your active addiction and yeah. all of the insanity that comes with relationships, oh, <laughs> do you realize? Isn't it easier to realize now that you look back on why the what was I doing? And, and, and you know what I mean? It's like you look at it so much differently today as far as the, I'm sure the quality, the, the type of person that you either seek today mm-hmm. or what have you. It's like, what a difference, right? Oh, absolutely. I have a wonderful husband. He actually works here at Kent State University as a, a developer. Um, so he's like a programmer developer for uh, student services, residential so services. So he's a lot smarter than me. He's a lot smarter than me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's supportive, brilliant. He's wonderful. And, you know, in recovery, I found an excellent person to you know to live my life with and, and it's genuine right I mean when genuine. we're loaded it's like is it really genuine I, I've learned so much now that it's like being masked and stuff for so long it's like yeah maybe it has some little little blips here and there but overall is it really genuine you know yeah I've asked myself the same question and, and looking back on relationships that I had um, some relationships were legitimately based on the drug of choice. And yeah. I, I think back to, was I in love with the person or was I in love with that drug? What a great point. You know? And you seem, when I first met Jess, when she came into the room, she's like this just vibrant, shining <laughs> star, man. I was like, I, I I think that I have to quit what I'm doing because you should be over here in my seat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I think she's got a much better, bigger future than I do. <laughs> Come um, on. But your presence is just wonderful. And, I, and I guess what I'm getting at is that you wear recovery and you're, you have a, a zest for life that shows. And recovery is... 100% the reason for that. You know what I mean? With recovery comes opportunity. And I, I feel like all people need to realize this. And that's kind of why I do the work that I do. I mean, I came back to school to um, become a licensed chemical dependency counselor. Um, but I wanted to work in the field as soon as possible. I started out like advocating. Um, my very first um, kind of experience with volunteering in the community was we didn't have a p- project done. We didn't have any Narcan available here. This is Ohio. We're kind of behind. Really quick, can you tell people who don't know, what is Narcan? Um, Narcan is naloxone. It's the um, overdose reversing drug. Um, So when it's administered, if people are in respiratory arrest from um, overdosing on opiates, um, this drug can, and sometimes it takes several doses, but this drug can reverse the effects of the opiate. It pulls it pulls the opioid off the opiate off the receptor, and can and this, it, usually you have to administer rescue breathing, but it can bring the person back. Is the just out of curiosity, is the is the nasal uh, delivery method just as effective as the shot? Yes, absolutely, yes. Okay, and can in you fact, talk about that for a sec about th- there's two methods of delivery. Yes, right. Yes, so the nasal delivery is um 
The only issue I have with that is if someone isn't breathing, you know what I mean? But apparently it can still be absorbed into their to their um, blood vessels in their nose. Um, so when you're doing the rescue breathing, it usually works. But the nasal delivery is, the sh- shot isn't a muscular. So it's like a huge needle and you have to like jam it in. It's uh, kind of nerve wracking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really scared of those things, man. Right, so since they came out with the nasal delivery, um, that's pretty much the standard because it's much easier to use. And, and isn't it true though that with Narcan, it will not reverse effects of some other things? This is specifically for... Um, if you're overdosing from from opiates, yeah. Okay. So it, if you're overdosing from anything, like Z- let's say Xanax, Xanax and alcohol. No, Xanax and alcohol. You're screwed, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you're screwed. If you're partying with a grip of Xanax and you drink too many Miller High Lifes and mixed in some vodkas and you pass out and you're dying, Narcan's not going to do it. And I don't say that to be a wise ass at all. It's just not. Right. Right. Now, if you've mixed benzodiazepines with opiates, there's still a possibility that Narcan can help you, as long as opiates are in the mix and have caused helped cause a respiratory arrest. However, Narcan sometimes, especially with carfentanil, sometimes Narcan's not enough, and and it, and it won't re- reverse the overdose. And carfentanil is the elephant tranquilizer, right? Yes. Which is even stronger than fentanyl. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't wait to get my hands on some of that. Oh God. God no. Um, <laughs> Let me bounce this one off of you. Do you miss using and drinking? Once in a great while, but no. <laughs> you know, once in a great while we have those, um, you know, those triggers and those cravings. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's almost now that I've, you know, been in recovery so long, you fast forward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that benefits short term. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll tell you where I go. Like, there's here's here's a good moment when I can explain where a drink sounded good. I'm. In Long Beach, I'm paddling in the bay or swimming or something. I see like a, a boat go by, a couple of dudes, some pretty girls. They're, they got their drinks and they're, everything just, the sun's hitting them perfectly. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm going to throw the dude, you know, this is, yeah. this is, this is back a, a little while ago, but, you know, throw the dudes out of the boat and, and steal the boat and take the chicks to Catalina, get about a gallon of rum and about two ounces of Coke and Party never time. leave. Right. <laughs> right. Can and you relate to that thinking Absolutely, at all? <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, and sometimes, especially with my people in early recovery, you know, we'll reminisce about, you know, whatever rave party or whatever, you know, something that, and I have good memories. I mean, I had some wild, awesome times yeah. and had some crazy, great, you know, parties. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it comes and, down to. And for a split second, I was saying, yeah, for a moment, that sounds good. You right. know, punching the two guys in the throat and stealing the boat. <laughs> but What's going to happen but later? This is what happens is um, what I focus on more than anything <coughs> is the cold, alone, desperate beyond measure in my home with pajamas on, slobbering with a bowl of yogurt and granola, piles of opiates, piles of cocaine, liquor, and nobody likes me. Right, and that's, that's where it goes. More, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I'm not like sunning on the beach. I could be sunning on the beach for a moment, but right. fast forward maybe a week or two, right. and I'm alone, I'm screwed, and I'm scared. That's what we say, you know? fast forward that tape, because you know <laughs> you played that tape out, and it don't look good. You know, it doesn't. Not at it all. It doesn't. And my grammar. <laughs> what, are some, what are some of the things that you do You know, as a sober woman, married, and by the way, I'm stoked you've got this awesome man in your life. And two children who are lovely. <laughs> how, old are, how old are your kids? Oh, they're five and 19 months. 
and, and they're adorable. They got a rocking mom. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you're, you know, you're active in your recovery, and you're, you got, you got kids, so your life is pretty full. I mean, is there stuff that, that you enjoy because of your sobriety? Is there stuff that you just dig doing? Can you can you name a oh, couple yeah. things you just love? Yeah, you're absolutely. a musician. A musician, yeah. So I love playing music. I love. Um, you know, improving with my friends. And it's so crazy because at first when I got sober, um, I was afraid I couldn't do it because, you know, I spent, yeah. I spent like my twenties in a band and bands and stuff like that. And that kind of died off. I wasn't playing as much anymore because of using, I kind of like had lost, I had always been into music since I was young and I had kind of lost it, you know, but for a long time, I, my performances were drug fueled. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And, you know, when I got sober, I, it took me some time to have the ability to overcome the anxiety and stuff like that of performing. And now I love it. I absolutely love it. It's amazing. I think she's being completely honest and forthright <laughs> on that because it shows. I, I share the same experience in that I, I didn't know if I would enjoy performing anymore. Right. And I got to tell you, I had more fun, you know, with a live audience, whether it's 12 people or a couple of hundred or whatever it might be, or if it's just for the janitor. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just, oh, it's yeah. fun to do this with your friends, to get down and, 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 and have some fun playing some music. I didn't think that that would be possible. You just had to be, like you're saying, you had to be loaded completely insane, and it's just not true. Yeah. So, so for this, uh, this is something I'd like to further a little bit, and that is, you know, we probably have a bunch of people who are, who are, who are um, either newly sober and might be musicians and stuff, and can you tell these people... Uh, Jess, that it's all good and it gets better. It gets so much better. And honestly, I look back on like performances with my band. There were times I was so hammered that I like threw bottles at the audience. And some people kind of come for the drama. You know what I mean? Bottles and just get your ass kicked by by Jess. Right, get your ass kicked by Jess. But I mean, I would completely destroy shows. <laughs> my whole band would be pissed off at me because I was wasted. I used too much, whatever's going on. I had, I remember I had to leave the stage one time to vomit because I had, this is when I was like early doing opiates and I had done too much oxy and I had to keep leaving in the middle of songs to puke. And that's not okay. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not okay. That's not a good show. People weren't enjoying that show. They were like, this sucks. Like what, you know, what's going on? What are they even doing up there? And now I play shows. People are excited to see me. I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait to hear you again. You're so good. You're, it's just, it's so much, it's so much better. And your music is more cohesive. And I know people think I can't create without the drugs. Do you know what I mean? Because they think, oh, especially people who are using amphetamines, but even your know, opiates, whatever it is that you think is driving you in this creative force. No, it's you. That creative force is inside of you. Take the time to rediscover that because it's amazing sober. It's amazing in recovery. I promise you, it gets better. <laughs> is, is this a great guest or what? I mean, I mean, uh, I want I want you to come out to Long Beach with your husband and your kids, and let's have a gig, man. All right, I let's mean, do it. I'm down. It, I'm in. Wouldn't it be fun to have her in Southern California, you guys? I think it would just be a blast. My it's, brother would love it. He's in LA, so we could stop and visit him. My best friend lives in San Francisco, so you know what? San Francisco is just a couple hour drive plus four hours. I'm 
on top of the couple. Right. It's not yeah, a problem. Not too far. It's, it's just it's just a straight shot several hundred miles. Right. That's it's, just Dayton <laughs> from here. That's fine. I go to Dayton and Pittsburgh and stuff like that. It's fine. I've got to go to Michigan State in a couple of days. Is, yep. that, is, is, that, is that a decent drive from here to East Lansing? Um, East Lansing? I haven't been to Michigan State from here, but I'm, I don't think it's that bad. Is that like is that close to Ann Arbor? Uh, you're asking. Listen, that close to I'm asking you. Know? Hold on, you, you're the Midwest person. Here. <laughs> I'm not. I haven't been. To, I've only been to Ann Arbor, so I'm not real sure about that drive. Sorry, buddy, can't help you out there. <laughs> some, some friend Google, you are. Well, you know, you know. Google Thought we were Maps. getting on just fine a moment ago. Now look, now look at what's going on. Google Maps. <laughs> Listen, it was a conversation piece. I know I've got Google Maps. You see how we were getting along beautifully right. for a moment. Oh, man. No. <laughs> this is so much fun. And um, now, when it comes to your performance uh, or performing with your band, uh, do you guys play local? Do you guys play all over? Like, what's what's going on with you guys? Um, basically local. So I'm a duo right now with um, a very talented girl, Sarah Hutchison. She's amazing. She's better than me. Um, <laughs> she's so, um, but we've been playing together, and, and mostly we were playing recovery shows and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so just basically local right now, but we wouldn't mind, you know, touring around a little bit if the opportunity arises. I'm so busy doing work here locally that, you know, it's basically weekends and stuff like that. And you kind got a couple, li- in the family dynamic, got a couple little mm-hmm. ones. I mean, you, you're busy. I am so busy. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't it cool, though, because you're sober, you're able to handle the busy. Yes, yes, absolutely. And honestly, when I was using, I stayed busy doing things that weren't healthy for me. So, and I kind of feel like I'm one of these people who has like massive amounts of energy. And if I'm not busy doing the good recovery stuff, I'm busy probably doing something that I shouldn't be doing. So, it's good to stay busy. I I, I agree with you. I I remember towards the tail end, I was absolutely upset. This. I was absolutely obsessed with Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. And, of of course, I've heard it for years, but I would play it, no bullshit, 58 times a day, over (laughs) and over. And I would be sending my friends notes by text going, hey, do you know what these lyrics are? (laughs) Dude, what is wrong with you? It's It's two in the afternoon. Well, shouldn't you be at work? Right. I'm like, dude, I am at work. I'm, I'm at home. I'm, I'm working. Like, you've, you've lost your mind. And right. so friends would just stop calling. <laughs> can you, can you understand that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done the same type of thing. Like, this is so intense, man. Don't you, you understand? You did Sympathy for the Devil, too? <laughs> no, no, not that particular. Okay. But in the same vein. Similar too. behavior. Similar behavior. Yes, we have a lot in common. <laughs> um, I, I am... Uh, this is just a joy hanging out with you and hanging out with Michael and yeah. um, and Ashley, who's behind the camera right now. Ashley, been you so, rule. Ashley Holt here at CRC at She's Kent State has been su- such a wonderful host thus far, and and uh, it's going to get better today. And I'm, I'm I'm excited about tonight. Yeah, me and, too. And, and you're going to bring a crew with you. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I so I work with a lot. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of people coming and super excited about it. So I work with some of the local treatment centers. Um, so we have the Root House, um, which is a treatment center, a 90-day residential center for men. All these guys, and I'm telling you what, I don't know if I told you earlier, um, with these events coming in, especially tonight, they're all real big Sublime fans, and they're like, you know, they were checking this out, and they're super excited to see it all on oh, my cool. back. Yeah, and they told me last night something they said to me was like, 
you know, I've been in recovery before, I've tried recovery before, and they're like, this time it's different. Like, I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about Aww. this weekend. You know, the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Coming oh, scavenger hunt yeah. coming up Saturday. So, and they're like, there's, you know, there's an energy there, and there are people doing fun things in sobriety, and, and I want it now. I want to be a part of this. It makes a difference. It makes all the difference in the world. It's, it, it's fun to be around people who, who want to do it and are... And are just digging it, and and thanks for sharing that enthusiasm. I mean, I'm I was excited to come here um, and see you guys, and I've never been to your state. I, I I've it's a my first actual sunlight experience here. It's a little warm today, and I was like, right. man, I thought it was going to be cooler out here. And I'm digging it though. There's I'm going to go for a bike ride later on, and uh, I'm digging being here. And it's 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 Ohio. It's got it's got like it's mixed. We got all four seasons. We have some lovely things. Does here. it snow here? It, oh yeah! Oh Lord! It snows here. <laughs> I, asked, I asked a guy. I pulled over. I was, I was in my rental car, and I pulled over for a bite to eat really quick. About just got him before close. <laughs> I went to Ruby Tuesdays. By the way, that bartender, whoever you are, like, you're a good dude. I used to work there. Did you up there in Streetsburg? Yep. Okay. I worked there. That was like one of my first recovery jobs. So I, I asked him a silly. <laughs> I asked him a silly question. I said, "You guys get pretty. You guys get. You guys get real weather here." I'm like, "I'm like, it snows here a little bit, doesn't it?" He goes. He looked at me like, dude, are you insane? Yeah, it gets, snows like no Ridiculous. other. Ridiculous. Like, anyway, but he goes, yeah, it's going to be warm here. So we got some great weather out here at Kent State University for, for this little screening tonight. And I think a bunch of people are going to be there. You're going to be there, I'm going to be there. <laughs> and um, it's a real, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank and, you so much and, for having me. And congratulations again on your recovery and being an awesome mom. Thank you. Congratulations on your recovery and being an awesome everything. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to work on it, but I think pretty soon you might be co-hosting. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> I'm in. Give is me she a call. natural or what, man? <laughs> this is too much fun. Um, so I'll be seeing you this evening, Jess. And, awesome. and thank you so much for, for being on the, on the program with us. And get over here and give me a hug. Yes. Right, thank see? you so you much. See, there we go. All right. All right, you guys, thank you for joining the program. You can have a, you hang out with me. Can I hang out for yeah, another second? For oh, a little right. more second. You guys, 6.30 tonight at Kent State at the Kiva Auditorium is the event for the screening. We'll have a Q&A afterwards. And last but not least, Great Treatment Center in Long Beach is Roots Through Recovery. Hit them up, please, at 866-ROOTS-76. You guys, thank you for tuning in today. And uh, I'll see you at Michigan State for the next podcast on Tuesday. Come tonight. Tell all your friends. <laughs> <laughs>